Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Anthony from Island Athletics out of Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Welcome to the show. Anthony, how are you today? Hi, Brooke. Thank you for having me. Um, everything's going well over here. Uh, how are you? I'm good. And I want to thank you for taking some time out of the busy day-to-day of being a gym owner, because that's craziness all the time, um, to sit down and have this conversation with me, get back to the fitness industry. We really appreciate it. Before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of your business, give us a brief backstory. You know, what was it that ultimately led to you going and opening up Island Athletics? Um, so, you know, I think like most gym owners, probably when we were younger, we kind of realized um, kind of niche passion for, you know, coaching, helping others. Um, I didn't even really realize much, but when I was in high school as a senior, you know, one of the coaches brought it up to me on the football team, how, you know, he was impressed with how I was, you know, looking out for the younger guys. And I just kind of took it as part of the process. Um, but as I kind of grew older and realized I kind of, I don't want to call it a calling, but it, it just felt right, you know? So um, that was kind of how I realized that it was probably something that was going to, you know, fuel my purpose, uh, made me, I was passionate about it. Um, so I just got a couple of the right opportunities lined up, a couple of the right people in my corner, some good mentors um, and a good education, you know, in, in business development, entrepreneurship, and kind of rolled it into the gym that we have now. Awesome. Um, so really, it's something that just felt right for you. Now you shared with this off screen with me, but um, I think it's kind of interesting because you do have a business background and that's not something that all gym owners necessarily have going into, you know, becoming a gym owner. So would you mind kind of sharing that side of, of your story? Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Um, so I went to Finished my degree at University of Tampa um, in their entrepreneurship program, which was just a phenomenal program. Big shout out to University of Tampa. Uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Moore, Dr. K, um, everyone who helped me along the way there. Um, they had they had just a, an unbelievable environment. You know, we had we had CEOs, um, CFOs, everyone who you know was part of a successful business. It was a great incubator program in Tampa. Um, they came back, wanted to talk, wanted to share their thoughts, their processes. Um, and really when it all boils down to it, having good people like that in your corner, people you can turn back to talk to ask, mm-hmm. ask advice. Um, that's what, you know, really gave me the confidence to say, you know what? Um, you know, I realized there was a need, you know, did, you know, your, your whole SWOT analysis on everything, um, realized that there was a need for my service back in my hometown. Um, and I decided it was time to pull trigger and, and, and get back to Rhode Island and, and do what we're doing. Super, super inspiring. We have to get this business blowing, blowing up so that you can go do a seminar at UT. Um, <laughs> but anyway, kind of give us your elevator pitch of Island Athletics, who you are, what services you have to provide, kind of paint that picture so that we fully understand this business model as we kind of move forward in the conversation today. Um, so, you know, you hear the term boutique fitness, um, thrown around a lot, you know, we're, we're a smaller studio. We have 3,600 square feet. So we just upgraded to a new, a larger studio. Um, 
big shout out to Bob Hanson over at Mike Boyles. Um, he was a mentor of mine who kind of guided me through the process of what it is when you're looking for a gym. Um, so, you know, we have a hundred feet the long way in our gym enough for the athletes to really pick up the pace. Um, so what we try to provide is kind of a holistic approach in terms of we really focus on the quality of movement for our athletes and adults. So, you know, you don't want to be someone who says, Hey, we can help everyone. But at the end of the day, we are all humans and there's kind of a distinct movement pattern that we look for out of our athletes and adults. Um, and we try to just help them move better. Um, it, it sounds a little cliche, but, um, you know, we focus more so on the, on the movement and performance side rather than, you know, you're not seeing many Olympic lifts or, or heavy weights thrown around in our gym. Um, you know, it's, it's more so move good, feel good and perform well. Absolutely. So kind of, you know, you have your athlete side, but you also do work with the adult kind of general population side. Is this in one-on-one? -on -one? Is it in classes? Kind of what different formats do you follow? Um, so, you know, we started as, you know, uh, kind of with, you know, trying to market ourselves as like the, the, the cool, fun place for the athletes to come work out. You know, we had some great athletes who, you know, started training with me personally at the start. Um, mm -hmm. And then it kind of just rolled into you know athletes from all over the town come in the town's over and and it turned into something great um that being said one great piece of advice that was given to me when i first started as a trainer was you know athletes are cyclical right meaning they they have their season they're in season out of season so um one trainer down in tampa told me he was like hey it's great that you want to work with athletes but don't depend on them 100%, right? So I knew in the back of my mind had to get integrated with Gen Pop. Um, that started with one-on-ones early in the morning, right? Because no high school college kid wants to train at 5, 6 a.m., but you can mm -hmm. find some adults that want to. Um, so that was a great way to start that. And then right. from there, you know, word of mouth with adults is huge. We don't really try to market too, too much on social for adults. You know, we're starting to integrate more into Facebook, but um the big thing there was that, you know, word of mouth referrals started rolling in for the adults and it got to the point where there's only so many hours in the day, so many hours in the morning um, that now I'm, I'm happy to, you know, share that we do offer adult classes um, in the mornings, awesome. which it's, you know, started to turn into a pretty good opportunity in terms of just kind of maximizing those hours. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I get a lot more value out of being able to help eight people rather than one, right? And then, you know, you turn around, now you have eight people singing your praises rather than one. Um, so I guess a little more backdrop is, you know, our classes, we try to keep it to that eight number. Um, really, you know, unless we're doing a speed and agility session for the kids, we try to keep it to eight so we can make sure that we're given that individual attention awesome. and focus. Yeah, kind of like a semi-private, right? You still are giving each individual that one-on-one -on -one kind of attention from the trainer, um, but in a smaller um, kind of environment. Um, yeah. And like you said, it's cool because um, you're able to help more than one person in a single hour. With one-on-one -on -one training, yeah, we can give that one-on-one -on -one attention, but schedule-wise, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. That means that we can only fit so many clients in a day, and it's really not scalable. Um, so glad to hear that you kind of have some classes going on. Um, how does the membership to your gym work? Uh, do you have different kind of different sorts of memberships? Do you do class packs? Kind of what options are available if I said, hey, I want to join? 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, we try to accommodate the best we can. Um, you know, I, I found that we were kind of bending over backwards for a lot of people, um, mm -hmm. you know, working with younger athletes, their schedules are crazy. Right. So I have, you know, I had a parent come in the other day telling me that their kid couldn't make the Saturday session because they had, uh, between the, the daughter and the son, they had 11 hockey games that weekend. So it's like, all right, you know, I'm not expecting that person to be able to commit to two, three, four times a week. Um, so we do offer a class pack. Um, you know, we generally sell it in 10 sessions. Um, so a 10 pack. And then um, we do offer a weekly recurring, which is at, you know, a slightly, you know, cheaper price point of per class, but it's a recurring membership. So um, that gives you two memberships or, or two visits or three a week, um, you know, again, at a low, lower price point, but those are automatic every week. Just goes, goes, goes. Yeah. I love the idea of weekly. What made you pivot to doing, to doing weekly rather than monthly? Like where did, how did you make that decision? Um, we were missing out on a lot. Like, so we released like our, our monthly pricing and, mm. you know, we threw it out there. We were all excited. We had this plan. We thought everything was going to be great. And we're sitting there and we're getting crickets. And I'm like, all right, like, you know, I'm pretty integrated in the town. I have some, you know, some, some awesome parents who bring their kids here. And so I reached out, I was like, why, what, what's going on? Why no, why, when we went to monthly, why did, you know, why did we see this drop? Um, and really a lot of the parents, like I said, alluded to before, it was kind of a situation where it's like, well, you know, they're doing hockey or they're doing football, soccer, whatever it may be. And sometimes practices fall on Mondays. Sometimes they're Tuesdays, Wednesday, right? So the, you know, the sports are changing their schedules. And mm -hmm. I don't want to say we're, you know, sports are a top priority, right? We come second. So um, I found that going monthly was, was too big of an ask for a lot of the, the kids who are playing multiple sports. So um, we ended up switching to weekly and we, we did see that, that clientele come back in. Is there a, is there a commitment window for the weekly? Like is, is, are they like committed into a certain amount of weeks with you? I would love to, to do that, but generally what we try to do is, is make a push for a season. Um, if we can get a season, okay. you know, they'll see the results every time, every time a kid steps in, we have, you know, the dasher system with the lasers where we, we check their time. We do the vertex to check, you know, vertical, if they're a basketball, volleyball player. Um, and, you know, within that month, we feel very confident that we can get some results, you know, show the kids actually moving smoother, faster. Um, and, you know, it sounds bad to say, but like, I guess let the work speak for itself. Um, so yeah. client retention, I'm not trying to sign anyone to a six month, one year contract um, right off the jump. It's, it's, uh, you know, come in, see if you like it, stick around for a while, we'll prove that it works. And then, um, you know, we hope you stay committed from there. Yeah, I mean, I love the idea of weekly, because I don't know if you are aware of this, but like when we do weekly, there's some weeks that have three and there's some weeks that have four weeks. There's like one month in right, the year right, that right. has like more than four weeks. So we end up getting a whole month's worth of extra billing, like extra revenue into the business that we don't get when we're charging monthly. Right. So weekly, weekly is really smart. So perhaps you for making that decision. I don't know if you realized that when you did it, but very, yeah. very, very smart. Um, so kind of move into the, the membership side. Um, how many clients do you guys have at the facility right now? Um, right now is a slow, slow part of the year for sure. Um, 
again, we have a lot of kids who are multi-sport athletes, right? Think of the kids who are coming to a performance center, right? They're the ones who are, mm-hmm. are dedicated, want to get better. Um, you know, so they're the ones that it, it's kind of a catch-22. They're the ones who are turning around and playing two sports at the same time too, right? So right, right. right now we have football, um, you know, hockey's back going, which is crazy to me. It's just early. It seems like um, fall lacrosse is going, eight fall ball for baseball is going, volleyball is going. So right now our athlete count is down. Um, adults have, we've seen an inverse relationship though. So, right, we started making this push into the adult market. We kind of anticipated, you know, over the past few years, this is the slow season for athletes. So we knew we were going to have some extra time where we could focus on the marketing effort um, and, you know, reaching out, trying to get more adults in there just to, you know, keep the business, you know, at a, at a steady revenue place where we can, you know, be sufficient. And then, um, so long-winded answer to your question, I would say, um, you know, any given day we have, you know, between, 15 20 30 athletes you know it really does depend on the day um like our tuesday thursdays right now are crazy monday wednesdays a little bit slower um saturdays are picking back up again um all the sports are starting to drop and then adults you know we have anywhere between four five six one-on-one sessions a day uh between me and the other trainers um and then, you know, we try to offer two adult classes every day as well. So, you know, we stagger them where Monday, Wednesday, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's um, 7 and 8 a.m. And then Tuesday, Thursday, I'm the lucky one who gets to go 5 and 6 a.m. sessions uh, for the adults classes. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, you know, it sounds like you're, you guys are honestly pretty busy. Um, but with that, I mean, I always like to ask this question, are you looking to grow either side? Are you looking to grow the athletes? Are you looking to grow in terms of, you know, welcoming more adults? Like kind of where is your mind at for where you take the business from here? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how true it is, I guess, but you know, that famous quote, if you're not growing, you're dying kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it is amazing. You know, we, we have a new batch of kids go off to college every year, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you want to see. Um, but it does leave the door open for more. Um, there's always an opportunity for more. Our big, big thing is we want to be heavily integrated in the community. Um, so we mm-hmm. ran a football camp this summer, um, down in Newport, Rhode Island. Um, and you know, we wanted to give the opportunity for kids who, you know, either didn't have transportation in our gym or generally, you know, maybe can't afford it, whatever it is. So we kind of mm-hmm. ran that camp at, you know, either discounted or free. Like our goal is to put as many kids on scholarship around here as possible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so we, pri- we try to provide content, um, you know, valuable content on our social media in terms of helping these kids, you know, learn how to train themselves, right? Have a healthy relationship with, fitness with movement for their whole lives rather than just trying to you know hey right. here's your session thanks for coming in um we'll see you next time um so that's kind of our bigger goal is you know get integrated more with the schools around here um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of help build up the community through that so if we can stay busy doing that and then you know keep doing our thing that we're doing in the gym i think it's a win-win definitely You kind of mentioned there, like on the adult side of things that you guys have been kind of focusing a little bit more effort on the marketing side of things. So what does that look like for you guys? Brutal, not good enough. Um, (laughs) um, So that's, that would 
I would say that's kind of one of our big pain points. Uh, one of our bigger weaknesses is really, um, you know, again, we spent so long trying to build this reputation of like, you know, we had, we've had some elite athletes coming through the door, um, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Right. Right. Um, but you know, it does give that almost, I don't want to say stigma, but this concept, this theory that, you know, Oh, maybe I'm, you know, not elite enough to go train there or, you know, Oh, they only work with athletes. So, you know, I'm not going there as a 30 year old, 40 year old, 50 year old, whatever. Um, so now it's, it's almost a pivot point for the brand where we're saying, Hey, you know, yes, we, we do work with the athletes, but you know, we can turn around. Like I have a, I have a 72 year old client who, you know, came to me with hip pain. Now she's jogging up and down the turf, feeling great. Um, awesome. it's like those are the wins, you know, and, and that's what we kind of want to make people aware of, you know, we're not trying to pivot and, and, and leave the athletes and, and go all gen pop, but we want to make people aware that, you know, Hey, if, you know, if you're in pain or, you know, you just want to improve your performance a little bit, you can still come here as a 40 year old, 50 year old, 60, whatever the case may be. Right. So be more of an all, like you want people to know that you are an all encompassing facility, like anybody can come in and get after whatever goal that they kind of have. Um, and so um, marketing, I will, I will tell you like 90% of people in this business, like that's their, their pain point. Um, it's mm-hmm. hard for all of us. And even, you know, myself, you, we both have business related degrees and we have to take marketing classes in college, right? Yeah. Um, but none of, none of that prepares us to be marketing health and fitness. Like it's just right. its own animal. Um, you got, you said that you had guys had been playing around with Facebook a little bit. Talk to us about that in 2022. I feel like that is the number one way social media digital world is the number one way to grow your business. So what does your presence look like on those digital kind of platforms? Um, well, so I'm 28, so I'm completely lost on TikTok. Um, I just kind of figured out the reels on Instagram. I was feeling pretty good about that. And then they started changing up all the all the rules, the algorithms, you know. So social is a constant battle of mine. Um, you know, you work all day and then it's like the last thing I want to do is put together some videos. But it, it is true, you know, we slowed down on social for a while. And I think there is a correlation with registration for the gym. Um, so it is a necessary evil. Um, you know, I want to get a little bit more, um, I think the problem with social is people expect, you know, those 15 second, 10 second entertainment now kind of thing. And our biggest thing that I think to draw adults in is we have to kind of articulate our story, right. Tell our why. Um, so we need to figure out a way to do that. Not necessarily pushing it on Instagram, um, TikTok, whatever it may be. So I think Facebook's a little bit better of a place for that. Um, so we're, we're trying on there. Um, it's, it, it hasn't been a focus point and it should have been. Um, so, you know, outside of that, we're going to go back to doing some good old like guerrilla marketing. Right. Um, and you know, we just got some flyers that, you know, are, are easy handouts, uh, with QR codes, mm-hmm. registration. So, right. Um, plan on walking around uh, lacrosse games, you know, tournaments, basketball tournaments, right? We're going to make a strong push for preseason basketball coming up. Um, so we just mm-hmm. had our flyer. Um, really getting some testimonials out there from athletes and adults, kind of just, you know, tell them, tell them what they've experienced here. Yeah. 
I think like with the guerrilla marketing side of things for the athletes, like that's a great approach to take when it comes to adult, adult gen pop. I feel like most of the time people like aren't necessarily like the people who aren't necessarily looking for us are the ones who need us the most. So if they stumble across us through a Facebook post through something on their Instagram, one of their friends is going and they tell us about, they tell them about us. Like that's usually the best way for us to kind of grow. Um, so I'm excited to hear that, like, you understand that, like, the digital platforms are super important in today's world, because you there's tons of donors who are not even utilizing that at all and have no plan to. We're kind of missing out on clients. Um, and if you have that growth mindset, like, you got to be open to those things for sure. No doubt about it. I mean, that's, that's something that I learned early from, you know, my entrepreneurship classes was kind of like, you know, if you take a closed-minded approach to any business, right? I mean, you can have the best recipe, the best sauce, whatever. It, it doesn't matter if you're going to be closed-minded and, and sheltered with it, right? So we're getting to a point where we're trying to like our our business models almost kind of shift into the point where we want to just deliver value at this point, right? So like, you know, when I first started, you know, thought we kind of had something special going in terms of like what we were doing, how we were training. And I think we, we do most certainly, but it, it's something where now I'm getting to the point where it's like, we have to share to, to continue to grow. Right. Like, um, you know, it's nice when people refer us, that's awesome, but we want people to be able to experience it. Right. We want to be able to go out and, and run free events, right. Where we can, mm -hmm. you know, ask people from the community to come out, try it out. Right. And go to a field and, and run a free session. Right. Um, you know, I think, like I say, we got to kind of take an open-minded approach to, how we can, you know, spread our message, right? Help more people. And really, yep. you know, I think if you deliver value, it, it'll all come back around, right? 100%. Um, next question that I have for you here, and I like to ask this question. I know that we discussed the marketing side of things, but um, to kind of pivot, what would you consider outside of that to be your biggest bottleneck or your biggest challenge? Because I think that that's really a great talking point since people listening to this can really relate to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no doubt about it. I think, um, outside of marketing and, you know, I, I kind of already alluded to it of, you know, tell who we are, which I think is like, mm -hmm. it seems so simple, but it, it gets kind mm -hmm. of lost in today's society again with the entertainment now kind of aspect. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we have an about us page on the website, but, um, you know, I think we need to do a better job at that. Um, and then I would say the biggest thing from that people might be interested in on here is, is really learning to delegate. Um, you know, you start this business, I started, it was me. Right. And then, you know, you bring on one other trainer, um, and things are going well. And it, it really is like, you know, it's just a partnership, right. Where you mm -hmm. know, he's training, I'm training, everything's going well, but then it's like, all right, we, we have to start to scale this, right. Because the two right. of us can't just continue to work. 12 hour, 15 hour days, um, and expect that to last for the next 20, 30 years. Um, so delegating, I would say is a, is a bottleneck of mine personally, right? When you go from being, you know, the trainer, the planner, the janitor, the, <laughs> like the marketer, the social media, the whatever, right. You're doing it all. Now it's, now we're a team of four trainers. Um, and it's like, how do we make sure that everyone is adding the value in where they're specialized at right mm -hmm. so you know um 
want to give a quick shout out to the team. We have um, Jermaine, Haley, DJ. So the four of us, right? It's like, so, all right, my skill might be a little better suited to go out there and network in person, right? That guerrilla marketing, right? Um, mm -hmm. Right. Some of our other trainers might be more program orientated and, and brilliant in writing up workouts and, and plans and being able to orchestrate and move people throughout the room. So that's where I'm going to rely on delegating to them for that program write up, um, you know, and I can go out there and get more people in the gym for them. Um, so that's been a process of mine is trying to, you know, read, educate myself, learn more on how to properly delegate. And, you know, um, there's a lot of tasks that have to be done with, with gym ownership. Um, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, as starting out, it's so hard to make time to work on the business because we're so in the business. Yep. Um, you're in the day-to-day. -day. You're like you said, you're the janitor, you're coaching the classes, you're doing the the one-on-ones. It's like you don't even have any time to work on what comes next because you're so in that day-to-day. -day. Um, yep. and so I'm glad that you know you're working on delegating. That's super hard being an entrepreneur, like you know that like nobody can do it like you. <laughs> So having those, uh, like being able to delegate things, it's a challenge, but like you'll learn and you sound like you have an awesome team, you know, behind you that's like helping you um, get better at that. Um, last question that I have, and it's a little bit more of a loaded question. So take it as you will. Um, if I, if I were to hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business had come true, you reach them all. What would that picture look like for you? Oh, all right. So Everyone would be happy, first and foremost, um, because one thing that, that stuck out to me was, you know, I kind of have that, that motor, that, that approach of like, let's go, you know, 5 a.m., I'm here, let's do it, and um, I don't mind working late, you know, it's, it's like, mm -hmm. hey, let's go, you know, if there's people who are interested, let's do it, so um, that was a learning curve for me, was that not everyone's necessarily built like that, you know, some people right. want to take this with, you know, I'm good with coming in, doing two sessions, and, and I'm good, I got, you know, another thing going on, or, you know, training's not my full-time, it, it's part-time thing, so um, you know, we've had some other trainers here in the past that, you know, I've, I've kind of had to learn that give and take, um, you know, um, full picture. What I would say is first and foremost, everyone's happy. They're excited to come in here, um, which we have going right now, which is good, great environment. Um, you know, busy adults in the morning, um, getting to it. And then, you know, a couple classes, a couple solo sessions, really, like I alluded to earlier, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to you know, make a, make a bigger impact. So um, maybe it's a situation where it's like, you know, we have a trainer running the session at, at the gym and then, you know, we have eight, 10 kids running around the gym and then I'm out there with another coach uh, and we have a whole team on the field. Right. Um, so we're trying to get a little, like I said earlier, we're, we're trying to get a little more integrated with the schools around here. Um, so, you know, we have two lacrosse programs lined up for preseason, um, you know, for this winter um, we've done basketball camps, football camps. So that's kind of like the bigger picture. That's, that's really what we're trying to, trying to get to in terms of making an impact around here. Um, yeah. So growing kind of that athlete side, um, being a staple in your community for, for that side of things. Um, and then for the, the adult, the general pop, where do you see that going within the facility itself? Um, so you know, we, 
we're playing around with the idea of bringing in other specialists um, in regards to, you know, some therapy in terms of like a, a dry needleist, right? Massage therapy. Awesome. Um, yoga instructor is next on my list um, that mm-hmm. I want to reach out to and, and talk. I've talked with one so far. I'm excited about the potential there. Um, really, I, I don't want to call it a one-stop shop, but I want to have solutions for people's problems right uh on the adult side right you know the kids they could care less about massage whatever it may be right it's like just i want to get in here run around move um you know and and get better at my sport Um, but for the adults what i'm envisioning is you know being able to provide value i guess (laughs) you know i keep going back to that but um something where you know they can regardless of what's going on with their body, if their hip hurts, shoulder hurts, back hurts, right? Or if they're feeling good, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I want them to walk into here and be ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, and, and feel like this is a spot where they can kind of, you know, improve in the areas that they want to improve in. So I guess that's kind of my goal for the adults. Um, yeah. Yeah just continue to I mean like you said you didn't want to call it a one-stop shop but I mean like realistically like so that they can come to your facility and get like more of a holistic kind of health and wellness experience Um, and I definitely think that that's something that can be a reality as you guys continue to grow Um, what is the Instagram or the Facebook where can we go to um, check you out if we're interested in following along for your journey Um, so everything is just Island Athletics branded, um, you know, we have, you know, the website is Island Athletics 401, which is our area code up here. Um, there's another Island Athletics, I believe, out in like New York or New Jersey, something. They took the original, um, but we're going to work on getting that from them. Um, but, you know, everything's Island Athletics in, in regards to social media, the handles there. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. Um, we did just create our own, well, we have an app in the, in the app store now. Um, and that's kind of rarely where we're trying to push, um, getting out our information, right? Long form information. Um, so if anyone's interested, they can go download that app. We have video breakdowns, movement analysis. We're going to put, uh, we have programs in there, hip mobility routine, shoulder mobility, like everything that the athletes and adults ask us for in the gym, um, we've basically been stockpiling ideas, concepts, and we're starting to sprinkle them into the app. Um, so that was kind of a big way that we wanted to be able to provide a free service for, you know, people who are interested. Um, so rather than just trying to put up a 15 minute video on Instagram that everyone's going to scroll by, it's like, Hey, if you're, you know, interested in this, you know, shoulder mobility, whatever it may be. Right. Um, you know, a core workout, download the app. It's all for free. Um, and, and learn, right. That's kind of the big pictures. We're trying to, you know, educate people here. hundred percent. I'm excited to go check it out. And I want to thank you for spending some time with us today, talking about Island athletics, how you do things over at your business and listeners. We hope that you found this episode value. Don't valuable. Don't forget to click like, and subscribe. If you want to stay notified about future episodes. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, Fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And join us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Darren with the body MOT out of the UK. Darren, what is going on, man? How are you feeling today? Hi, uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Every day is a good day. I appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with the body MOT studio. But first, let's go ahead and give the viewers some perspective. So if we could take a step back here, and if you can go ahead and describe in your own words how you would describe the body MOT and what you guys do, I think we'd really appreciate it. Okay, so we're based in the UK. We're based in a shopping mall, um, and we have a studio where people come in and they get tested for their hormones, their chronic inflammation, their bone, muscle, fat, uh, things like that. And so the idea is, unlike lots of other gyms and studios, we actually provide a start point. So we can work out if somebody's too low bone or low muscle or their hormone is dysfunction or they're inflamed. And we give them a report. And so it's called the Body MOT Studio because a bit like when you take your car uh, for an MOT, we check to see is the body functioning as it should. And then once we've got that data, we may find out that, for example, somebody is 20 pounds of fat too high or their bones too low or their muscles too low. And then we will tailor the fitness to them. So we use automated strength training equipment, which they sit on, they pull and push, and it'll work out their max strength. So we don't use any free weights or any traditional machines. It's all um automated and then it builds a program based on whether they need muscle build or fat loss and then we look at their nutrition and we help them manipulate their hormones so that they start losing fat or regain their energy nice wow pretty unique it's the first time i heard of anything like that but um i will tell you this let's start with the basics uh you know darren how many members are you serving currently so our models changed a lot. Um, we used to have a mainly um, member-based subscription where we had a, a different studio and we had roughly 40, 50, that kind of number. So it's fairly small. Um, but now what we mainly have is people walking in to get the test. Um, so you're looking at maybe, I don't know, at the moment, 50 to 60 a week that kind of thing so again it's very early it's small but the idea is we would like to grow of course of course and so for you i mean let's say leads traffic clients all these things were unlimited i mean how much higher could you go than where you're at now so this is the thing um our model before was where we had a studio out of town uh, and we relied solely on facebook and referrals and things like that and actually we find it very difficult and obviously with the pandemic it killed most gyms that i know of um and we were dying a slow death and i 
um, entered a competition to win a store in a shopping mall. And I had to pitch to say why it would be a good idea. And shopping malls are losing shops due to you know Amazon and those kind of things. And the local shopping mall wanted more local businesses in their mall. And we entered the competition and we won. And so now, now we have uh, an escalator in front of us that brings 20 people a minute in front of our store. So in answer to your question, I would like lots of those people in my store getting tested and helped. And so I yeah. would like I would like multiple stores across the UK and who knows, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, besides obviously the, the, the natural foot traffic that probably comes about, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door and interested? Literally, I've stopped doing all Facebook. I've stopped doing all email marketing. I have a digital display and then people see um, the sign and it will say something like, uh, it will show a graphic of what uh, fat loss hormone, which is cortisol, will show what their numbers should be. And it will say, what's yours? And as soon as they see the word hormone and what's yours, they go, they walk in and go, what is this? <laughs> um, and they don't understand what it is. And I explain to them and lots of people then say, I would like that test. And then the idea is once they've got that data, I then uh, hopefully upsell them into a subscription. Yeah. And I mean, so to kind of give perspective here, I mean, with the efforts you're using now, I mean, how many clients could you expect on a, or I'm sorry, not clients, but leads, how many new people can you expect on a weekly basis or monthly basis with the efforts you're using now? Um, so I would say right now we're only on week 10. I would say, I don't know, maybe 20 people walk in a day. Okay. Uh, so 20 leads of which we're okay. converting maybe four or five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which it seems uh, similar to industry average there. And so you're going to throw a little bit of a longer winded question because we've been kind of discussing it this entire time. Um, and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are three pillars of business. Okay. And that's going to be your lead generation, right? Which is your marketing, getting people through the door, your acquisition, which is your sales, which is getting to interested to a paying client. And then we have our retention and ascension, just keeping your clients longer getting them to buy more from you in that process so darren of those three where you feel like you could improve the most as of now um definitely attracting more people in the store um so finding obviously trying to convert more of those 20 leads a day would be great because because okay. from a from a foot traffic point of view that the um the shopping mall, you know, Monday is dead. There's not many people in there. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's lots of people. And it's literally 20 people a minute coming down the escalator. I would love all 20 of those people to come in my store, um, or at least, you know, um, and then to convert more of those into the test. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a, is a, a reasonable response. I think that's obviously, I think, number one, I appreciate the transparency and honesty. But number two, I think, you know, you you didn't start this business to be a sales professional, right? I mean, you're a fitness professional. So it's completely understandable, but not something that you could not improve on. Obviously, it's something that it's easily improved on. And so I've got two more questions for you here, Darren, my two favorite questions, which number one, I mean, what's the bigger picture for you? I know you're so new. I mean, what are you trying to accomplish in, let's say, a year, five years down the road? I would like a brand of the Body MOT Studio 
across the UK and maybe worldwide. Um, but my one-year plan is to have three centres in shopping centres. So I've got one and I want two more in the next 12 months. And then in five years, I would like, I don't know, 20, 30 and sell to a bigger brand. Sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now this one's going to be a little tough to probably respond to because you are getting, I know you are pretty new, but just curious to see if there is an answer here. So, you know, Darren, if you can go back in time, 10 weeks time here and go back to when you first started the gym and sit yourself down with some of the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Um, well, I mean, I, I had my first studio four years ago. Um, so oh, okay, is, okay. Totally yeah, okay. so um, this 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 is um, I had a studio out of town. Um, my advice, to be honest, to myself would be make sure you set up in a place where there is footfall. If I knew what I know now, I would just go straight to a shopping mall. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go, Darren. Well, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please, if you have any social media, Facebook website, you know, let the people know where can they find out more about you and the Body MOT. Um, yeah, so go to bodymotstudio.com. Uh, and then on Facebook, it's Body MOT Studio MK. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind, stick around for two more seconds. Just want to let know how you can access the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay? Cool. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Emily Silabrace of Four Elements Performance coming to you from Livonia, Michigan. Emily, what's going on today? How are you? Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Tremendous. I'm excited to, to dive in on this business. I'm excited to pick your brain. Four Elements is, is obviously the reason that we're here. We're going to learn a little bit about you and, and how this business functions. Before we venture off into the strategy and the tactics and everything that you do from an entrepreneurial standpoint, give us a little bit of context and background on 
four elements. What is this business and how do you describe it to people? Um, so four elements performance is a boutique training studio. Uh, we offer in-person, outdoor, hybrid, online, private, one-on-one pairs and small group training, as well as numerous classes, um, including kettlebell, TRX, cardio drumming, yoga, to name a few. Uh, we pride ourselves, absolutely pride ourselves on helping our clients uh, focus and reach their fitness goals one workout at a time. If our, we say all the time, if our clients don't leave our sessions sweating and smiling, we haven't done our job. Yeah. And it sounds like something for everybody, right? We don't necessarily pigeonhole ourselves into, we work with this type of person or we work in this type of modality. A lot to offer across the board. Take us back a little bit. I want to hear the the origin story. I think where we came from is typically telling of of the direction that we're going. When did you get this whole thing started? And, And for you, what was the original goal in starting your own business? Um, I really wanted, I've had this space for eight years now. And in starting out, I really wanted to, I was working at more of a big box facility. I really wanted to see if I could take that next step um, out on my own and um, offer up to my clients things that outside of the boundaries that you might find in a bigger box gym setting. And so as I went in search of a different yet established gym, thinking that um, that might be the first step, I soon realized that, no, I think I need to do this on my own because not only did throughout that process that I realized that I wanted a space open for anyone and everyone in the community, but also for other personal trainers looking to try their hand at their own business. Yeah. So that's all this is born. I think I and I hear that story a lot of people that have spent some time in, in the big box world and know in the back of their mind, I can do this better. I can do this differently. Or I, I if I was a client, here is what I would be looking for. And that's sort of what four elements shaped up to be, right? For you, yeah. If I'm looking for this type of service, I know that I probably can't get it at the, the local big box, the 10 or $20 a month sort of venture. And so here we are a handful of years later, this has been approaching a decade. What's been your yeah. favorite part about owning your own business so far? Oh my gosh. The, the people coming through our door, um, like I mentioned, we absolutely pride ourselves on get on giving off that community feel. So when they walk into our doors, I mean, we, uh, the, the ultimate goal is to be, I'm going to date myself here, but the, the tears of the gym and fitness industry, you know, somebody walks in, they, you know, we know their name, whether they're training with me or another instructor, or they're here for a class. Um, it is complete community uh, feel. No one at any, in any way, shape or form feels intimidated. Um, and they, the clients that walk through our door and the instructors that come in here, um, they continue on that feel with anyone else. Um, you know, the person standing next to them or working out next to them. Um, or sometimes we have two trainers in here at once operating um, sessions. And so we get collaboration there among our clients, among us as trainers, 
um, and it feels like that community vibe. But you also get those people that are looking for a smaller experience. Um, and so to have that, to be able to offer that as well is really nice. I'm going to flip that question over and we have eight years plus of, of experience being a business owner. What's been your least favorite part about being a business owner or what's been the most challenging thus far? Yeah, that it, it's definitely the back office aspect. So, you know, making sure, um, you know, all the, all the numbers are in place, all the, you know, bills are paid, all of, you know, I have everybody's certifications up to date and they're, professional and liability insurance and our contracts here change over every three months. Um, so that's my least favorite part, but yeah. necessary. Sure. It's uh, a necessary evil as you describe yeah. it. The skill set to be a great coach and the skill set to be a great business owner are typically far, far apart. And business skills, unfortunately, aren't taught in training certifications or even in college and university and business school, whatever it is, it's for the most part, a trial and error sort of thing. Yeah. You, you've managed to figure it out at least eight worth, eight years worth. And, and somewhere along the way in there was a little bit of a pandemic. How did that affect you or, or how have you been able to meander our way through and, and come out on the other side? Yeah, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> um, it, we were, our doors were open one day and we were closed down the next. And thankfully the staff here was phenomenal in flipping over immediately to Zoom. I'm, and then what followed was our amazing clients. Um, some that are so far from tech savvy, but they stayed with us. We were on the phone. We were, you know, doing a trial Zoom session. So we were, um, they, they stayed patient with us. And honestly, that's, that was the only um, socialization that some people got because some of our clients live alone. Um, and to go right from being able to go out and do all those normal day-to-day -day errands or go to work or go to the gym and to, nope, you are shut, you are in, you know, closed within your own space that became harder and harder as we all can relate to. And so to be able to maintain our schedules and have our clients um, be open to that, basically bringing us into their home when we were doing Zoom, um, that, you know, we were so grateful for that aspect and to keep them moving and smiling and sweating during that extremely difficult time was yeah. um, kind of how we made that film. Did you lose people? through that time no actually we maintain. i'm happy to report we maintained and we grew okay bring uh, me into to the marketing here because not everybody was that lucky what's been working from from a marketing standpoint to even get the brand in front of people's eyeballs in the first place during pandemic or just in general even during and post okay our, you know, we I've tried a lot of things and I have to say our most successful avenue for marketing and retention is word of mouth referrals. Um, the happier we make our clients here, the more at home we make them feel here 
and one of the, the teams, a pack, um, the more they have effort, you know, they just, it just all comes out naturally in conversation. Oh, I got to go to class today. Oh, it's over at four elements or I'm working out with Emily or I'm working out with one of the other instructors. Oh, I'm taking this awesome cardio drumming class. I mean, we really worked so hard and I'm, I'm so proud of the work that we did to create that strength and foundation that I think that was honestly our ultimate success through the pandemic. Yeah. What were some of the other things that you mentioned that I've tried a, n- a number of things? What were those? Yeah, we, we definitely um, have the social media aspect and website, um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I do Google business uh, next door, um, LinkedIn. And then I've been a part of, I was a part of a business networking group um, for about 10 years. And then um, also women owned business organization. Yeah. So, so a number of different tools in the toolbox. Let me ask you this, because yeah. this is an important distinction. Were all of those things that you mentioned, was it you doing these things or were we outsourcing with some sort of third party business or agency? It's me. Yeah. How was that? Um, do, you, do you consider yourself a, a savvy marketer or was this kind of fumbling our way through? Oh, definitely fumbling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on some level, it, it, it trickles into the, to the savvy, but I still wouldn't even term myself that. A lot of it is still that trial and error. And um, yeah, I, I still struggle with aspects of the marketing. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's, the the tale is old as time in our industry people were were experts in the fitness were coaches first and foremost and when it comes to marketing i think a lot of people shy away from it because they've tried it and they've gotten burnt right we've spent some money and it didn't pan out or we spent a lot of time and we never quite figured it out i think it's it's a skill right unlike or similar to, to many other functions, but it makes sense that people aren't good at it because we never really put in the time or the reps to learn it, right? When you first started training, you probably weren't that good of a trainer either, but we stuck oh, around absolutely. long enough yeah. to be a decent right. trainer. Yeah, I think, I think marketing and sales and all of the functions of business are, are in similar veins to that. Would you agree? I, I would, and I would say that what's led us down different marketing avenues is uh, come from listening, listening to the community, listening to each other, sure. the other trainers and instructors here, um, because I'm one person and I cannot experience it all. It's a lot um, of hats. It's what? a lot of hats. And so taking that extra time in between sessions um, or to reach out and, you know, Prior to pandemic, I would go out to lunch or um, with one of my, or dinner with some of the instructors here. And we would just, we would socialize together. We would, you know, create that foundation. We would also then um, talk about business ideas and, um, and me really sitting back and, and opening up my ears to all that they had to say and, and then take that forward into pandemic really hearing what people were, uh, the instructors as well as our clients were saying, the listening aspect is invaluable. There's mm. so much information 
um, that gets repeated. And so if you, you kind of listen for those buzzwords, um, it really kind of helps push you in a direction of trying new avenues. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. the listening aspect is huge. Sure. Take us to the next step in the process. Obviously, somebody reaching out or, or knowing about four elements is just one piece of the puzzle. I reach out interested in, in training with somebody at four elements because of the model of this with, with different trainers kind of operating their own business underneath your umbrella. How does that sales process function? I reach out interested in working with somebody. Who do I talk to and, and what's that process like before I sign up? Yeah, good question. Um, usually they talk to me. Um, uh, the phone number on the door is mine. And so um, I will make that first connection. Um, and I will have a conversation right then and there with them um, about what their goals are, what their needs are. Um, and from there, I will reach out to one of the instructors and see if I'm, I'm already at that point building an idea. Okay. This person would work great, you know, work great with this trainer or maybe no, no, no. I think maybe this trainer. Um, and so if one or those other trainers aren't available, if their schedule is packed, then I typically will take that on, um, that person on and we'll start with a free first workout. And okay. so they'll come into the gym, they'll get to see the space, they'll get to meet me and perhaps if anybody else is here, and then um, they'll get to get a feel for my workout style um, based on their fitness goals. Yeah. So, and then after that, we'll, I'll present to them our packages that we offer. Yeah, there's a lot of variables here uh, because of the nature of what you do, right? We have so many different service offerings is it you that's for the most part sort of steering, Hey, I think this is going to be the best fit. Or do you find that people come to you saying, I want to do this or I want to do this. Um, or maybe a collaborative process both. of both. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Um, Cause I, I've worked with the instructors and the trainers here for just about as long as I've had the place. Um, I know them pretty well. I've taken their classes. I've trained with them. So I have a good feel for what it is that they offer. Um, and so thankfully, um, I have that, um, gift of time with them under my belt that I, um, usually have a good feel once a client calls me and tells me what their, or potential client calls me and tells me what they're looking for. Um, I usually get a good feel of who would work best with them. Yeah. We've explored how people find you and, and how people join as a client. As you look forward here, Emily, there's a, there's a couple of different ways to, to grow this or to expand this. Do you think that your focus is more on bringing in more of those end user clients? Do you think your focus is more on getting additional trainers in? Do you think that your focus will be at any point additional locations or a bigger space? What's the, what's the future of this for you? Yeah. Um, I would love to expand here. I'm actually the end unit in a, in a small strip mall here. And the next door uh, space has been vacant for as long as I've been here. 
So that's been the goal. I want to expand and create actually more of a group fitness studio, yoga studio, um, massage in that space next door. And I would keep this the personal training. Um, and so that is, that's one of my goals. And then also I would love to grow the staff here. And I think with that would obviously come more people, um, through our door. Yeah. Kind of one trickles into the other, right? Is there a timeline in your mind for this, this group training entity? Cause that's an interesting conversation. It's almost like starting a new business in and of itself. Yeah. Um, the goal is, um, let's see, right before shutdown, it was a five-year goal. Um, and so I would say, well, I would say we're still on course for that. Um, maybe, maybe tack on an an additional year, but I would say we're, we're still on course. It's a, it's an exciting conversation. I mean, it's, it's one that really because of entrepreneurship and how it functions, you could take it any direction you want to, but we'll have to, we'll have to start to wrap our conversation up and and pick your brain on that group training entity here again down the road. For now, Emily, why don't you tell people listening where they can learn a little bit more about Four Elements? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to four, uh, where you type in the number four and then elementsperformance.com. You can find us on Facebook at four elements performance LLC, or you can find us on Instagram at four elements performance. You can also email me at emily at four elements performance.com. Simple and straightforward. Emily, I'm, I can't thank you enough for being willing to contribute to this. I think this type of conversation is really, really valuable amongst entrepreneurs in our space and I don't think this conversation gets had often enough. So I appreciate your time and your contribution. I can't wait to see what's going on with the future of this because it sounds like there's still a number of moving parts. I wish you nothing but the best and we'll talk to you again in the future. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate that and what you guys Absolutely. are doing. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're trying to join us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.